This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3062 for Tuesday the 28th of April 2020. Today's show is entitled Vassal, How to Play Board Games While Remote, and is part of the series Tabletop Gaming. It is hosted by Clacky, and is about 16 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, how to do physical distancing while avoiding social distance using digitized board games. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hi, I'm Klacke. These days, people are trying to figure out how to do things while remote. Originally, we called this social distancing, but what we really want to figure out is how to stay physically distant without becoming socially distant. For some of us, board games are a part of that social component. The other day, a friend of mine contacted me and he said he discovered Vassal is an open source board game and card game engine. And since the Easter was coming, uh, we managed to find a time slot when we were both available, even though we live in different time zones. So yesterday we played a bit of Vassal. This was the first time we used Vassal and we only tried one game. So I cannot speak to the engine as a whole. I'm just going to review the one game we played this one time. But first a little technical background. Uh, Vassal has a server component and a client component, and both are written in Java. We didn't try the server component. You can self-host the server if you want, but we used the default server, which is hosted by the project itself. Uh, You can also run without a server. If you know each other's IP numbers, you can enter that and run it peer-to-peer. Uh, But the easy way is to just use the game default settings, and you find these game lobbies per game module that you want to play and you find players there and you can create games. Before you can do any of this, of course, you need to install this. So my friend uses Ubuntu and he tried to download the stuff available from the website. There's a binary you can download and they recommend that you use OpenJDK 7. Uh, He tried to just run it, but it didn't work. And then he tried to install some older JDK and it still didn't work. So he gave up and found a Windows computer instead. And on Windows, you just run the game. And if it doesn't find the Java it needs, it can download it and install it for you. I was luckier. I also run Ubuntu, but I also on the side run Nix. And in Nix, the game is prepackaged. So I just Nix shell dash P vessel and then boom, I had my vessel there. On my computer, I only have four gigs of RAM and to avoid running into crazy swapping, I set my soft limits to three gigabytes per application. 
So this immediately led to Java crashing. So I had to raise those uh, for that process. And then I could run the game. Well, first of all, you need to uh, load a game module. So we went to the game wiki and we found Carcassonne and we downloaded the latest version and you open module and then you are running that particular game and then you connect to the game server. So we found each other there. Uh, we tried to start a new game, but my game window went black for a long time and it said it was syncing up with my friend. And uh, then his client crashed because of uh, lack of heap memory. So that's the first thing we learned. You need to go into the preferences and increase the heap memory. The default is 512 megs and we increased it to one or two gigabytes and then it worked. Uh, but also we saw that this whole syncing initial game state was taking too long. So we tried a simpler version. There's a, on the same wiki page, there are several different versions of this rule and tile set. And we tried the Carcassonne simple, uh, which is only three megabytes instead of 36 megabytes. And using this, we managed to connect up quite quickly and we started playing the game. So when we first went into the game lobby, we saw that there was another person there and we thought, oh, we were just trying this game out. So uh, let's not play with this person. Let's create a new game and then we go uh, a new game room on the server. And then we go there and then we start a new game. But this person followed us to the new game room. And so now we had a three player game, but, this was not our intention, but it turned out this was a nice person and they had a similar level of experience as we did with both the software and the game. So we had a really good time and helped each other out, figuring out how to do things and, and all of that. So the first surprise, um, if you've been playing some computer games based on card games or board games, this is not it. This is not a computer game. This is a board game in computer form. So the computer doesn't validate your moves and tell you when you did something wrong. It doesn't uh, enforce who can play when. It doesn't count the, uh, the score and it doesn't uh, move anything around automatically. So all it provides is, it provides a table, it provides a pile of cards, it provides the meeples that you use in Carcassonne. Those are the little human uh, characters in each player's color that you use to uh, mark possession on the board. So you have uh, just this digitized version of the actual cards and, and markers game. And then you use the chat to coordinate with each other. There's a turn marker, so you if you're a red player, it says red's turn. And then when you're finished, you just press plus, And now it says blue's turn. But you can press minus again and go back. And so um, you still, we, we thought this was uh, going to be an annoyance, but it turned out that it actually makes it more board game-like. And it makes it, especially when we have a, we had a third person that wasn't on audio. So my friend and I were on audio and this third person was only on chat. And because the game didn't do everything for us, it became more social, even with this uh, third person, 
because we discussed like, oh, oh, sorry, it's my turn now. I didn't notice. Or can I play this card? I'm not sure. Let's check the rules. And then we checked some rules online. And both my friend and uh, our guest had uh, paper rules on hand. So we looked up things in the rules and uh, we actually learned some differences b between the first and second and third edition of, of Carcassonne as we went on. So can you do this? Mm, I'm not sure. How many score? How many points do I get for this? Uh, it says here in the second edition you get two points, but in the third edition you get four points. So that was uh, actually yeah a pretty social experience uh, playing this game. So how you play the game is like this. First, uh, you need to decide what game to play. So you file open module. And then once you have loaded the module, you get a new window. Now you're in the module. You uh, see the game server and uh, the game lobbies, the rooms uh, on your upper right. And you either stay in the main lobby or you create a new room. And once you're in there, you choose new game. And then the game starts and you get these uh, controls up. So most of your window will be a table. is just white with uh, uh, some black lines to indicate where the tile should go. And then you have one window with cards and meeples. So you have, you have the face down card pile. And when it's your turn, you drag a card from there to the empty uh, card placeholder. And when you do that, it turns up. You see what kind of tile you got. And then you drag it from there onto the table. You can rotate, rotate it 90 degrees uh, right and left until it's oriented the way you want it to. And then you can drag a meeple down there. And then when you're done, you click plus on the turn marker. Uh, on, and it, it's always, I think, uh, configured to uh, six players. So if you're fewer players, you're just going to have to press plus a couple of times until you come to a color that actually has a player. Um, and you choose when you join the game which color you should have, but the game doesn't really enforce anything. So it's more like a convention when you play. You know that you are red and the other person is blue and the third person is black. And then there's a uh, third window, apart from the table where you place the tiles and the meeples window where you have the tiles and meeples uh, to play from and uh, you also have the scoring window uh, so that's where you have you have small meeples that you can place and it's just a graphic it's just a picture with squares that say one two three four five and then you just take your meeple sprite and you drag it to the five points place it doesn't even snap into place or anything you just move these uh, pictures around and uh, that's the way you keep track of your score as the game goes. And then uh, at the end of the game, you placed all the tiles. And then we just talk to each other. Okay, let's count three. Let, let's count a red player first. And so we went through and checked. Oh, it's uh, on these finished cities. And we have one meeple here on an open city one here on the field, and then we just counted everything together. Okay, now we're done with red player, let's do black player. And uh, in the end, our guest won the game because I had made a silly mistake. I was owning all of the grassland and was going to get a lot of scores for all the cities that were in there, but 
close to the end of the game, I bridged my grassland with the little grassland owned by uh, the third player. So we had to share that equally, and he came out far ahead of, of the other two of us. Um, we had a really good experience playing this game. It worked really well once you figured out how it worked and that you had to do everything yourself. And uh, we only got stuck maybe one or two times where the UI got in some weird state, so we couldn't move a tile. But then uh, actually there's an undo function, so we could just undo and get back to a previous state that worked. Um, I think we spent, it was less than two hours, maybe we played one and a half hour, I'm not sure. It was a bit slow in the beginning and we were figure every, figuring everything out. But um, in the second half of the game, we so we had like 30 cards left and I think we played that in about half an hour. Uh, so it went, went pretty smooth and actually... Chatting is a pretty decent interface to handle all this back and forth and am I supposed to place this here and and those things. Uh, it's surprisingly uh, adequate for, for doing this kind of back and forth. And we had a friendly atmosphere, uh, even with a person we didn't know and hadn't played with before. Uh, so I would definitely do this again and I would recommend others to try it out. And if you want to go more geeky then you can also set up your own game server and you can also try to connect peer-to-peer -peer, especially on the LAN that would probably work really well but otherwise the the default server uh, worked really well for us I don't know how many people are playing this game um, there's a status page on the website and I'm going to check it out and see what games people actually play I was quite surprised because there are probably hundreds of different rule sets and we happened to pick one where there was a person there active and waiting and and uh, who noticed that we were there and even joined our game room and everything i don't know how common that experience is it probably depends a lot on which rule set you pick uh, we didn't have this when we chose the latest version of carcassonne it was only when we went back to this simple version and also i don't know how the other rule sets work if there are some uh, rule sets that are more stringent and maybe help you more and calculate your score or if this is just a thing like this is the culture around vassal that you just provide the the cards and the markers and then the players do everything like like in a normal board game uh, i'd have to try more games to to know how that works um Anyway, that's that's all I had to say about this game. It's it, it was fun. We had a good time, and uh, it worked well enough. I'm Klacke. You can find me on the free social web at klacke at libranet.org. We played the game Vassal, which is available at vassalengine one word dot org. There are links in the show notes to the game and to the particular rule set that we played. Until next time, this has been Hacker Public Radio. Nah.
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HPR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club, and is part of the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Like 3.0 license. Bum 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 bum.